You're listening to Happiness Abound, episode 124. Welcome to Happiness Abound, a podcast dedicated and designed to help those seeking happiness in their lives. Here we'll talk about happiness as gained through habit formation, being inspired by the stories of others, and looking for opportunities of growth and learning. I'm Taylor Proctor. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, Happiness Abounders, and welcome back, and happy Friday. That's when I am recording this. However, happy whatever day it is that you happen to be listening to this episode. Today, I'm going to continue my list of 30 truths for a happier life. So, quick recap. It's a new blog post up on happinessabound.com that I wrote for my 30th birthday, which was yesterday. And in episode 123, I listed off the first 10 and added some color commentary and some context to those 10. And this episode, we will dive into the next set of 10. So if you missed yesterday's, be sure to go check it out. Although this one could stand alone on its own as well. But go check out yesterday's and for the full list without the context behind it, go check out happinessabound.com, 30 truths for a happier life. So let's dive right in. Number 11, consistency is crucial for positive change. Now, if you have listened to, I'm going to say maybe 10 episodes of Happiness Abound the podcast, I'm sure that consistency has been mentioned at least once. (laughs) This is one that is huge for me personally. This is a truth, capital T. And this is because consistency is the heart of everything. And I fully believe that. You can be consistently inconsistent and see poor results, but you're being consistently inconsistent. But if you are consistent in eating healthy, in working out, in recording a daily podcast, in not complaining, in any of these areas, you can start to see positive change in your life. But it all comes from doing it in your daily routines. It comes from doing it every day. It comes from the consistency of being consistent, really, right? And that consistency is crucial for positive change. So that's number 11. Number 12, go for it. Don't let fear hold you back. I've spoken in previous episodes about taking opportunities to be bold and to really, and maybe attack is too aggressive of a word, but I want to stick with it because I can't think of anything else right now, but to really attack what you want in life. And, you know, tying it back, attack it consistently. If you want to be debt free, freaking go for it. Set a budget, go hard and do it consistently. If you want to public speak and it's a fear, oftentimes we are afraid of the unknown. And then once we get in it, we're comfortable and we're able to go for it. But you have to get in it. So go for it. Don't let fear hold you back. Number 13, you can only control you. Now, how many of you, raise your hand, right? How many of you have 
been so mad at somebody else because they did something that you didn't agree with or that you would never do. (laughs) And, And I laugh at that because there were several times and points in my life and even today, sometimes I still do it. I've gotten a little bit better, but I'll get upset because somebody did something and I have like no control over it. And over the 30 years, which I know is not a ton, but over these 30 years, I have found that it is a truth that I can only control myself. And this is something that I know is so blase, right? It's, it's just there. You know it. You hear it all the time. There's Instagram quotes and Pinterest quotes and things like that that say this in every way, shape, and form. But I'm going to say it again. Because it is something that I have found in the last 30 years as a truth for myself. I can only control me. So if someone does something terrible to me, I can't control them. And I really can't control the action that they took. But I can control myself and I can control how I look at that, how I pivot, and how I navigate the situation. I can control me. And I think too, now I don't have children, So if you do have children, I would love to hear if you agree with this. I have seen mothers (laughs) try to control their children when they get into their teenage years. And it just doesn't work. And then I've also seen mothers that set parameters and speak openly and honestly and don't go for control but go for trust. And the relationships are entirely different. And one demands a lot of pain because there's a sense of wanting to control and wanting things to be right and be perfect and wanting to protect, which I fully understand. But the other one has a major sense of trust and love and also acceptance. I think that's another key piece. When you try to control other people, I think it shows a lack of acceptance twofold. You're not accepting yourself, and so you're trying to focus on other people, and then you're not accepting those other people for who they are. You think that they need to be better or be doing better, which you have every right to do, but you have no right to try and control them in it. And so when you realize that you can only control you, There's acceptance of other people and there's acceptance of yourself and there's deeper relationships as well. Regardless if you're a mother or a wife, a sibling, a friend, a coworker, etc. When you realize you can only control you, all those relationships deepen and most importantly, the relationship with yourself deepens. Number 14, pay attention to the energy around you. Now, I know some of these are going to be a little woo-woo. Sorry. This is something that I have really paid attention to in the last year. And it has been incredibly interesting to me because I do try to focus on and pay attention to the energy in a room. Now, I'm the type of person who I go from one thing to the next and I'm focusing on what I'm doing. And so it's not anything I've really paid attention to in the past. Like I said, in this last year... I have really tried to pay attention to the feeling as I walk into a room or even on a bigger scale. I started to pay attention to the energy in our house, 
our old house, right? We just sold, finalized on uh, Tuesday. So really tried to pay attention to that. And I found that the energy felt very stagnant. Now, I'm not one of those people who goes, goes in and does like, you know, I, I don't know, sage cleansing or whatever. I'm not that woo-woo. <laughs> so please keep on listening if you're like, whoa, what are you doing here, girl? But uh, as I've been able to pay attention to that, I've been able to make some changes to make me feel better which goes kind of back to number nine about setting your environment up for success. When you can pay attention to the energy around you, that's when you can start to set up your environment for success. You can start to either breed into that energy and bring it up or thrive off of it. Or you can say, whoa, I got to step away for a minute. This just doesn't feel quite right. And I've also found that this has been a big indicator for me, not just like walking into a room or a living situation, but in business meetings, work meetings, where I've like presented something, the entire energy may shift. And sometimes it shifts in a really great way. And I feel like I'm really connecting with the person. And then other times it shifts the complete opposite. And I'm like, okay, time to backtrack, time to understand where there's a miscommunication because something's not quite right here. Also, I found that it helps me make a little bit better choices because if I can pay attention to the energy around me when I'm faced with a decision, it can be an indicator of what choice or decision I should make. And again, I know that's kind of out there and I can't quite describe that. I can't describe like how you can pay attention to the energy around you other than trying to be calm and, and just allow yourself to feel for a moment. And again, this is something I have had to practice extensively and I'm nowhere near good at it. But when it has worked for me, it has worked for me. And so that's why I've put it as number 14 of these 30 truths. Number 15, allow yourself to feel fancy and take care of yourself. This one was huge for me. You've probably, um, I think in the 90s episodes, 90s to early 100s, I spoke a lot about avocado ice cream. (laughs) Not because it was something that was a happiness tactic or strategy, but fully because it's something that makes me feel fancy and it's healthy and I really like it. I actually feel the same way about coconut water. When I have coconut water, I feel really fancy and like, you know, not everyone gets to have coconut water (laughs) because not everyone thinks that it's worth it and it probably isn't, but that's okay. It's something that I enjoy and it makes me feel fancy and it's a way for me to like practice some self-care and self-care in more of a, a materialistic like treatment kind of way. Obviously, I talk about self-care in other areas, self-care in a form of consistency on like paying bills and, and working out. Those are other forms of self-care that live on more day-to-day basis. But when I allow myself to feel fancy, I also find that I love myself more, which goes back to the episode about uh, 14 forms of self-love, 14 ways to practice self-love. Some of those are more practical, tactical, daily applications. And others are ways to feel fancy. And when I eat my avocado ice cream, I feel like it's something that's more rare. 
and I feel like it's something that not everyone gets to have and I put it in a little fancy like ice cream bowl dish thing that I have. I actually have a couple of them from, I used to be a wedding planner and so I had a tablescape design that I had done that had six red ice cream bowls for a 4th of July shoot for a magazine and they're some of my favorite so I've kept them. And so I have these red bowls and it looks so funny and Christmassy almost with the avocado ice cream that's green and the red bowl. But regardless, like it's a little bit fancier of a bowl. It's not just like a cereal bowl and it makes me feel fancy. And as I'm eating it and it's healthy and I know that avocado is good for your skin and everything else, I treat it as a way to de-stress from the day and to take care of myself and to transition into moving into my next part of my day. So As this truth says, allow yourself to feel fancy. If it is eating something like a healthy chocolate mousse made with avocado or something like that, or if it's taking a luxurious bath with a bath bomb, or it's even down to like working out, if you have some fancy new workout clothes and you feel fancy and that's part of taking care of yourself while you work out, then do it. But find opportunities that make you feel fancy, obviously within reason. Don't go spend, you know, thousands of dollars unless you have it. But find the opportunities to help yourself feel fancy as a way to take care of yourself. And you'll find that it's just a really nice, relaxing, helpful kind of thing. It feels like a spa day. You know, back in the day, I I used to have sleepovers with friends and we'd go get face masks and we'd go to each other's houses and we'd do like a spa day and then we'd do makeovers and then go nowhere. <laughs> but it did help us feel fancy. And they were trying to recapture that form of taking care of yourself and maybe even using it like I do with my avocado ice cream as a transition to de-stress and then go to the next part of your day. So number 16, gratitude leads to more. When we are ungrateful, or we don't even acknowledge what we have, and all we do is look at what we don't have, everything feels like less. Everything. Everything feels like it's not enough. Including yourself. That is key. When you don't have gratitude, or you don't even acknowledge the space in your life. Things, situations, people, and yourself will never be enough. However, when you can be grateful, when you can acknowledge people, when you can acknowledge situations, you can acknowledge things, when you have gratitude, it leads to more. And when you can have gratitude for everything in your life and you can have gratitude for yourself, that leads to self-love, that leads to confidence, that leads to a million other things that tie into happiness. And gratitude for all of those leads to more. I have found this so much in my own life. When I have focused on things I didn't have, everything felt like it was in shambles. Everything felt like it was worthless. And I felt like I was worthless. But when I started to, at minimum, acknowledge the good things that I had in my life, and then, and that was like a first step, a baby step, 
You know, acknowledge that there are good things in your life. Acknowledge good things about yourself. And then baby step it up to feeling grateful for those things. That's when you start to get more in your life. And I'm not talking more physical things, although that can happen too. More material things, but more and deeper and better relationships because you're expressing gratitude or acknowledgement for people in your life, right? More opportunities and situations to enjoy what you enjoy, whether it's being outside or going for a drive in your car or whatever it is. But that gratitude mindset leads to more. And it's a, it's a solid truth for me that when I'm being negative and I'm focusing on what I don't have, it's never enough and it's never good enough. But when I can make that shift, suddenly the world seems like a brighter, better place. Number 17, what you focus on and believe comes true. So I think it's episode 72. I share a story about how I got my dream job using a vision board. And again, this one might be a little bit more woo-woo, so sorry. But at the same time, I used it as something that I focused on. And I came from the place of what does it hurt? Sure, it may sound weird to have a vision board and to look at it daily and to express how it would feel to get those things. And I personally, I mean, if you're new to the podcast, please know that I thought vision boards were like a terrible idea and I think it's complete waste of time to put something up on a wall and wish for it. I do vision boards a little differently. I follow them up with actionable steps to help me get there. And that's the core difference. So if you zoned out at vision boards, come on back because it's more than vision boards. It's actionable steps. It's tangible, tangible thought and focus and striving for those goals. It's not just putting something up on the wall and wishing for it and crossing your fingers and praying that it happens. I believe that everything that we do has to, everything we want has to be backed up by action to get us there. So going back to that, what you focus on and believe comes true. So for me, I focused on that I wanted this job, this dream job, and I didn't know where I'd get it, how it would come to me, but I wanted this job. And I started focusing on it. I started taking some actionable steps and then I started to believe that I could get it. And then it, it ended up happening. And this happens just like the last one on the negative side too. You're focusing on your body and believe that you can't lose weight. What you focus on and what you believe comes true. This is a deep truth for me. They're all deep truths for me, but this one also because it is so relevant to anyone. What you're focusing on, what you're thinking about, if you are thinking negative thoughts and you're believing them, they have a chance of coming true. On the opposite side, what you focus on, those positive thoughts that you love yourself, that that gratitude, that energy around you, that feeling fancy, and you believe all these things can help you be happier, that has an opportunity to come true. What you focus on and what you can believe in, whether it's believing in yourself, believing that you're capable, 
If you start focusing on, I'm going to do losing weight because that's something that I'm focusing on at the moment. Start focusing on losing weight and then you can believe that it's possible. It has a chance to come true. But if you don't focus on it, you're focusing on something else. And if you're not believing it, you're believing something else. And those could be negative things. Those could be the opposite of where you want to go. They could be contra- you know, contradictions of each other. But the core of this is you have the choice. And what you focus on, what you choose to focus on, what you choose to believe comes true. Number 18, working out makes you feel better. Oh, man. I, for the longest time, and I'm talking years, just would struggle. Oh, I should go to the gym. And I just don't want to. I don't want to put in the energy. I don't want to put in the effort. I just, I don't want to. And I have found, as I have started going to the gym and working out and finding a way to make it fit in my life, I've started to feel better. Doesn't matter if the results may or may not be there, right? There's power and beauty in that slow progress. But I have found that it makes me feel better mentally. That's big. So regardless of what it is, maybe taking a walk outside, going for a hike, taking a class, lifting a few weights, running on a treadmill or an elliptical, what have you, I have found that working out has a way of making you feel better. And even if it's not physical, emotionally and mentally, it does. Number 19, pay attention to how you feel. This kind of feeds back into number 14 of pay attention to the energy around you. But as you can pay attention to how you feel, you can start to listen to your, I'm going to say intuition. As you start to pay attention to that and listen to it, you can move forward in making, I'm going to say more intuitive decisions. Sometimes they may not feel better at the start, but they could be right in the long run. For example, I have been struggling for two or three weeks about a potential sponsor for this podcast. I've been struggling because I have felt like it wasn't a very good fit. And I I was just hesitant because I felt like they could be a good a good sponsor for you, my listeners. But I also felt like it it just wasn't quite right. And so I've sat on it and trying to make a decision and paying attention to how I feel. And it was actually really interesting because I talked to my husband yesterday about it. And I was like, you know, I'm just really trying to decide. I think I might ask a couple of my listeners what they think. And and he was like, well, if you don't feel it's right, like stay away from it. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I just need that permission. But I had been paying attention, but I hadn't been paying full attention. I was distracted by the outside pieces. Granted, I don't know how it's going to shake out, but I feel good about it. And by paying attention to how I felt and not just immediately jumping on it and then riding that wave and seeing how it played out, I feel like I've made the better choice now. And it's not that it was a, a negative sponsor by any means. Obviously, they, they could be a great fit. Otherwise, I wouldn't even consider them. But they just had something that was slightly off. And 
in paying attention to how I felt, I hesitated in saying yes. And I feel good about the decision now. So paying attention to how you feel about things, like how you really feel. And sometimes it takes a while and sometimes you need permission from somebody else to know it's okay to feel that way. But by paying attention to that, taking that pause for a moment, you can start to see your life take a different shape. Instead of just running and going with the flow, which is totally fine, but instead of just being, I'm going to say, swept up in life and what's happening, when you pay attention to how you feel, you make better choices, more conscious choices and decisions that lead to a happier life instead of being swept up in a few years looking back and going, how did I get here? So pay attention to how you feel. And number 20, anger and envy indicate something deeper. It's true. Anger and envy can indicate something so much deeper. They're indicative of so many other emotions. I think we simplify our emotions to... We simplify our emotions because we don't want to really focus on them. And it's easy to say I'm angry instead of saying I'm embarrassed or I'm offended or I'm overwhelmed, right? Sometimes, me especially, my template, if I feel guilty or insecure or frustrated or even worried or overwhelmed or envious, jealous, and even uncomfortable, my template is to get mad. I get angry. I get super cocky and competitive. That's my template. And I'm trying to change that template, right? I'm trying to not be like that every time I feel that way. I'm trying to get comfortable with discomfort. But truthfully, anger and envy can indicate something so much deeper. So the next time you feel like you're angry, take that step back and ask yourself, are you annoyed? Are you rejected? Are you scared? Are you guilty? Are you alone? Are you insecure? Are you disappointed? Are you helpless? Are you frustrated, worried, sad? Are you nervous? Are you hurt? Are you feeling shame? Are you feeling unsure of things? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Offended? Another one that's, I think, a big one. But also embarrassed, right? If you're feeling any of those, like, well, if you're feeling angry or envious, take it a step further and see if you're feeling any of those emotions. And if you are, ask yourself why. Because when we can start to work through our emotions and see them beyond what we've labeled them as, as a quick shortcut, right? we've just shortcutted, oh, I'm angry. No, really, it's because you feel overwhelmed. Why do you feel overwhelmed? Well, I just have so much going on at work and there's so much pressure and I'm dealing with it just by being angry and mad at my boss. Okay, so what do we do to prevent this next time? To prevent overwhelm. Well, maybe we set some boundaries with our boss and, and say, I can do this in this timeline, but I can't do that. I'm sorry. Right? How can we move through anger and envy into those deeper emotions and then examine those deeper emotions and solve for them? 
Now, let's stop labeling the symptom, anger and envy, and then leaving it there. Let's dive deeper and actually have a solution. So I'm so sorry. I know this episode's a lot longer than normal. We're rounding up on 30 minutes here. But I love this list. I mean, obviously, it's 30 truths for me that have led to a happier life. And I hope that they resonate with you as well. So quick recap, one through 20. Every day matters. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Smile whenever you can. It makes a difference for you and others. You don't have to be stressed to work hard. We need people to grow. Take a chance on yourself. Look for how you can help. Don't complain. Set your environment up for success. Live your values. Those were the first 10. Then today's consistency is crucial for positive change. Go for it. Don't let fear hold you back. You can only control you. Pay attention to the energy around you. Allow yourself to feel fancy and take care of yourself. Gratitude leads to more. What you focus on and believe comes true. Working out makes you feel better. Pay attention to how you feel. And last, but certainly not least in this top 20, anger and envy indicate something deeper. Tune in tomorrow for the remaining 10 as we round out this list of 30. Again, you can see the full list of 30 at happinessabound.com. Search for 30 truths for a happier life. And there's a full list, but it's literally just a list. I go into the full context and more details and meaning behind these sentences here in these podcast episodes. Again, if you want to hear the meaning behind one through 10, check out episode 123 and tune in on Monday for episode 125 to round this out. If this podcast episode resonated with you, I would love to know. Please rate, review, subscribe on your podcast listening platform of choice. Let me know what you thought. You can shoot me a direct message on Instagram, Facebook, or via email. Just look for happiness abound blog on Facebook and happiness underscore bound on Instagram. And I would love to know what you do when you are listening to these episodes. So be sure to take like a screenshot and post it as a story and tag me at happiness underscore bound on Instagram. So have a great day. I hope these truths resonated with you as they have with me. And as always, remember, you are capable of happiness abound. Mm -hmm.